This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are talking to a former Disneyland cast member, and let's just say she's darling, and <laughs> stay tuned, it'll all make sense. Hi, I'm Francine, and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I feel like it's almost obligatory that I have to ask you. I know. How are you doing? Even though we've already talked this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so I know how you're doing, but I'm Maybe I've to... been holding back. I'm, I, I say, yeah, I'm okay. Or I'm great, <laughs> but like, but I'm waiting for the podcast to be like, actually. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I feel like I have to ask you that. But anyway, your week's been good? Yes. So far, so good. Well, yeah. Good. Did you get any feedback? Did you get any feedback on our last podcast? I did. I no. had some <laughs> I had a few people say uh you guys shouldn't talk Marvel. And then I actually had uh I had Cheryl message me. So Cheryl who's been on the podcast who basically said uh you can't just watch one division and, and think you're going to get it. But I think the point is like we did that little segment because we were making like to be funny, really. Well, yeah. Like, I, but, and there wasn't a point where we thought but, we were actually going to have a proper discussion about marvel and wandavision no no i mean we weren't lying though it's not like we were exaggerating we really just don't know anything exactly (laughs) we probably shouldn't we we shouldn't say anything about marvel at all we should sit on our hands and be quiet i don't know how sitting in our hands stops us from talking but anyways (laughs) we should say nothing but we thought what the heck let's let's entertain these folks yeah and, and talk about up to talk about the Marvel Universe from our perspective. So so Cheryl gave me the little infographic of what order to watch the movies in. Uh, she did say, yeah, you're not going to just get it watching WandaVision. Although I did like this week's episode. Uh, and I did, uh, I was staying at my sister's and I did watch Guardians of the Galaxy. So she put that on. I will admit I didn't see the ending because I fell asleep. <laughs> However, I, I can assume I know how it turns out. So, so there's one down, oh and now goodness. now I know it's little Rocket. I like him. Right. I, like I didn't Rocket. dare. I like. I did. I was kind of afraid to ask Jamie if she listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I that's know. why she hasn't reached out to me to tell me because she's probably like, yeah, yeah, unfriend, unfriend, <laughs> unfollow. <laughs> I can't believe she was my Disneyland buddy for so long. Yeah. Well, this episode is going to be Mm -hmm. fun, Carrie, because speaking of Disneyland, we have a former Disneyland cast member and really she's kind of like, I don't know, pixie dust in a bottle. Like, yeah, yeah, Amazing. amazing, amazingly accomplished, positive, fun. I'm in awe. I think I said that to her a couple of times during the interview. So shall we just 
let's just bring her on. Let's let's start the interview and we'll wrap up at the end. Sounds good. Welcome, Julia, to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Julia Darling here with us. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm so excited. We are so excited to have you here. We were chatting via email and it's amazing to me the positivity, the accomplishments, all of the stuff that you have done already. Um, you're just, you're pretty, you're pretty awesome. <laughs> you're pretty awesome. So I'm going to give you a second to just introduce yourself to, um, to the listeners and tell them where they can find you and a little bit of your, your backstory and how we kind of connected. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much. Um, your podcast has been such a source of joy for me uh, during this quarantine. It's been such a special way to have some of that Disney magic in my own home uh, when we can't be at the parks right now. So my name is Julia. I, for the past two years, I worked at the Disneyland Resort as both a main entrance ticket taker and then later transitioned to being an entertainment host at Disney. Um I'm a recent college graduate. I studied communications and marketing at Wilmington University and also published six books and helped uh, write for different publications. Um, And I'm currently based in New York City. I recently moved there about a month ago to kind of figure out what my next chapter is and what the next adventure is. Wow. Like that, (laughs) that is quite an impressive resume. Just, and she just rhymes it off like it's nothing, right? So, yeah. Just this, the just the changing pace and moving to New York City is 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 a big task and an amazing accomplishment, you know. And you've done so much before that. This is just you getting ready to take the next step, which is awesome. Thank you. City. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, when we were talking and when we were going through your story and stuff, like moving to New York City, that's a, that's big, a big thing. <laughs> that's a big thing. Because Absolutely. you're from California, it's, it's, right? You're you're from. You were raised in on the other coast? Yes. So I grew up in Southern California um, in a tiny town called Norco. Uh, we call ourselves Horsetown, USA. And it's actually where the Disneyland horses have their own ranch. So every year, um, Mickey Mouse used to come and marshal our parade, which was really special. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, New York must be a huge difference for you coming from from a town like that to New York City. (laughs) How are you adjusting to life in New York? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a really interesting shift, especially now during the pandemic, because previously when I visited New York, you know, it was very bustling. We would go see Broadway shows and kind of experience the the excitement that New York City is known for. Um, There's still a heartbeat to the city, uh, but it's just different now. It's a different change of pace that we're all getting adjusted to but I absolutely love it it's been a dream of mine for so long to move here and I'm really excited to see what living on the east coast has for me (laughs) it's crazy I think that's fantastic I can't imagine just picking up and moving to New York I think yeah I think it would be I think it might be a little overwhelming so you grew up in California I did. Um, I grew up in Southern California, um, about 30 minutes away from the park. So we would go there a bunch as a kid. Um, I did spend a gap year in 2017 living in Houston, Texas. So that was really fun as well. (laughs) You've just been living everywhere. So you grew up going to the Disney parks. You now look before I even go any further. Have you ever been to Walt Disney World? 
I did. I went once and it was the most magical experience of my life. Um, my dad and I, we were selected to go to the Disney Dreamers Academy, which was, it's like this week long program that Disney puts on for high school students and you can apply and they, it takes place at Walt Disney World. So we got to go on rides and learn more about our dreams. And it was one of my favorite experiences ever. What an experience that would be. Absolutely. I love Walt Disney World though. There's so much to do and see. It's huge. Now, so this, so the dream, so the Academy, I didn't even intend to get to that, but then, you know, I had to ask about Walt Disney World because Carrie and I have this thing about Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. But so the Dreamers Academy, um, that was, so it was a week long program where you were selected out of like, there's not a lot of people selected for this. Yeah, they pick a hundred high school students throughout the U.S. to, you write um, a few essays and you apply, and then they select 100 high school students to go on this week-long trip and learn all about your dreams, and you get connected with mentors who I'm still, you know, in touch today with, and it's just an incredible opportunity. That's pretty rad. (laughs) (laughs) So the mentor, this is someone who works at Disney that you get connected with to help mentor you in the future? Yeah, um, so... In your, you get divided into different groups. So we had a group of, I think it was four or five other dreamers in your group. And it's led by a group leader who works at Disney. So my group leader was working in um, IT at the parks. And then throughout the academy, you get to hear from different speakers and they give you like their contact information so you can stay in touch after the academy. Wow. Wow. Who was your, can you think back to who sort of impacted you the most? Like, who was the speaker that you sort of, that was, oh, wow, that that was like your aha gotcha moments? Yeah, oh my gosh. So my, one of my favorite sessions was with Steve Harvey. Um, And I love Steve Harvey. Like, I found out about this program because my mom was watching the Steve Harvey show. And she was like, you should apply to this. So getting to hear him speak and just his passion for media and how hard he works. Like that was incredible. Wow. He'd be fun. He'd be fun. He, he's a good, he's a very good motivational speaker. That's for sure. So when you went, what was your dream that you were working on then? I'm so glad you asked that because. Good question. Good question. I like that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like my dream has really evolved since 2014 when I went to the Academy. So I applied at the time wanting to be a human rights lawyer. So I was really interested. I still am interested in like law and policy. And I thought, you know, that's what I wanted to do immediately. Um, Since then, my dreams have shifted, um, working at a theme park and getting all different sorts of experiences. But I'm glad that I got to just be exposed to different dreams throughout that academy and, and kind of get a sense of direction of what I wanted to do after. And now, so where do you see your dreams now? Like, how are they different from where they were then? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, my dreams are still rooted in service um, in the same way that wanting to be a human rights lawyer was. Like, I wanted to help people. Now it manifests through different ways. So now I see myself more as like a storyteller and using storytelling to connect people and give them hope and hopefully, you know, make that a chance for them to share their story too. So I think for me, just working in media and getting to 
connect people through storytelling is my ultimate dream. <laughs> so you today are doing storytelling and connecting people through Instagram lives, right? This is how you're you're doing this and you're showing up today is through your Instagram live interviews, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was so fun because we started it almost a year ago, which is surreal to think about it flew by. But uh, my friends, like my coworkers at Disney, we were all, you know, when the parks first closed, we're like, what are we going to do with this time on our hands? So we're like, let's create an Instagram live show. So I bring all my friends. A lot of them are, you know, Disney cast members. And we talk about what they're passionate about and what they're working on and, you know, what their dreams are. And it's in just such a fun, creative outlet in the midst of, you know, so much uncertainty. And people need that these days. People need some fun, positivity, and encouragement to do something different and try something different. Just because we, we work and operate differently today doesn't mean we can't still work and have fun. Absolutely. And, and hopefully giving people a space to think about things beyond the pandemic. I mean, inevitably, they're in, they're, we mention it and we talk about how they're navigating it. But also giving people a space to be entertained and think about other things than what's right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an important service, especially right now. Thank now, you. where what is the Instagram handle that they can that people can find this this live show weekly? Yeah, it's at darling live. So the show is called Darling Live, and we do weekly episodes, usually on Mondays. Cool. And I'll I'll link to that stuff in the show notes for sure too. Um, it's so it's so much fun. Now, can we can we just go back to your days? So you actually worked at Disneyland Resort. So this is where you've met these friends that you have on uh, have on your live show as well. You worked at Disneyland Resort for two years. Yes. <sighs> Carrie, dream come true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Now, you know, we like to idealize that, you know, working in the parks, it would be all sunshine and roses. I'm sure it's not uh, always because <laughs> work is work. Um, but there had to have been some moments that just sort of, like, it's always encouraging to me to meet people who worked in the parks. So it was a job, but they did still love Disney. They still got the Disney magic, even though they were, quote unquote, working. So are there things that you can think back to that really emphasize the magic for you while you were working? Things that made you say, you know what, I love this company. I love what it stands for, even though I'm working and it's my employer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question because there were so mo so many moments where I was like, how is this? how do I get to make this my job? You know, like I just felt so lucky to be in the business of making magic, you know? Um, even just strolling down an empty main street, getting ready for my, for my shift, like in the morning, like that was one of the most surreal experiences with the, you know, nobody in the park except for cast members. And we're just walking down and, and getting ready to open the park, I think will, will forever be one of my most favorite memories or seeing a kid meet Mickey Mouse for the first time or families wearing their first visit buttons. I think there's so many special components of of working at disney can you imagine carrie like i could feel my eyes like getting misty eyed just thinking of that right like, it's a good thing you asked the first question because i would have asked did you get to know any of the disneyland cats <laughs> oh my gosh they're so cute yes we have like 
like whenever I'm in a location, I'm like, I'm probably gonna see these cats, and I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've, I, like I will, uh, I will continue to enjoy your Instagram, but I, I also enjoy the Disneyland Cats Instagram <laughs> Instagram page, so I know they have names and things like that. So I yes, just I'm absolutely not, the cats I'm always, have names. I'm always trying to they well uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're official names, but people, their fans have named them. Really. Okay, yeah. that I didn't know. So Carrie's like a big cat fan. <laughs> I love it. And when we're in Disneyland, every time we're in Disneyland, you know, if there's a cat, Carrie's got to go, and she's always on the lookout for them. Is there a certain place in the park where they normally are? Yeah, so I see a lot of them by, um, when you're in California Adventure, by the Grizzly River Run is where a lot of the cats are. And sometimes I feel... Like, they're more iconic than the characters. Like, there will be guests that come to visit the cats, and it makes me smile. Or the ducks. Mm-hmm. Disneyland ducks are, like, their own celebrity in themselves. <laughs> I wonder if there's an Instagram page for that. Although, you know. Oh, yeah. You could look. You may demand that. an Instagram page Absolutely. where the ducks I are, I bet like, they're having the time of their life right now, like, in the park to themselves. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Now, do the cast members take care of these cats? Like, do they look out for them? Or, like, I always want, how, what do they eat, the cats? They, they must feed them. They, they must feed them. them. And then... Yeah, you know, I'm not sure on the exact specifics of that, of, like, who looks after them. But each cast member has a sense of protection over them, as well as our ducks. Like, if if there's, like, a, a line of ducks walking... They'll be, the chances are there'll be cast members guiding them and making, yeah, making sure, sure that they're safe. We all have like a sense of them. protection. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did see a few cats um, the last time we were there. And I think we were over by Grizzly River Run. Well, I, we... I, I think the one cat over there is named Francisco. If your Instagram sources are correct, Francisco lives over there. I love that. <laughs> Anyways, I don't mean to be silly. I just I had to bring up the silly well, cat thing, but we can get back to the more important question. No, I'm glad you did. <laughs> the cats are an important part of Disneyland, Carrie. It's it's very important. <laughs> totally agree. Absolutely. That was my question. <laughs> but you never see the cats sort of on like Main Street or in like. Do you ever see them down there? I I don't think I've ever seen cats hang out over there. It is interesting though, um, towards the fall, it's really funny that like at five o'clock every single day, this huge like thing of like crows flies over the park. Like you can time it like five o'clock every single day. They like fly out of nowhere and it's, it's so eerie, but it's my favorite during Halloween time because it just adds to kind of like the spookiness. <laughs> I run for cover though because I'm like I'm not about to like get my costume like ruined by some uh, some birds. But <laughs> that that would be spooky. That's pretty, yeah. like it's cool. Like I've 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 heard it and it does happen and you kind of forget about it. But it's one of those things that when it happens and you remember, you're like, wow, that's really cool. That and they're wild parrots, or I don't know that they're wild, but there's parrots too, right? Like there's a there's a school of like parrot type birds that fly around. There. Yeah, it's just so funny to me because other like it's it's become like a running joke among cast to like oh it's five o'clock the birds are coming like we have it down to a schedule. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. Now, is there a special um, 
like if you think of the different seasons at the park where what's your favorite one when the, through the decorations the parties like is there one that kind of you're like oh this is mine I gotta be there during this season Oh, I love that question. So my absolute favorite is Christmas time at the parks, um, which I know a lot of people absolutely love. And it just, it's so magical to me to see, you know, the park completely transform itself for the holiday season. They don't leave a corner of the park untouched when it comes to decorations. And I absolutely love it. Um, Cast members as well often get to do like a preview of the holiday tours. So that was one of my favorite traditions as a cast member was I would go on the previews of the tour and get to like experience that and hear more about the history and how they make these decorations come to life. That was always a tradition of mine. <laughs> wow. That can you imagine getting a tour, Carrie, like a, mm-hmm. a, a preview? That would, I, w- I was going to ask you if you'd ever been to the Oogie Boogie Bash. I've worked the oogie boogie bash but i've never had the opportunity to go in as a guest but that's for sure on my list of goals one day have you all been or to any of the halloween parties i've been to the halloween party but the oogie boogie was the the new one so we were gonna go last year but didn't happen yeah (laughs) it was on my it was on my 2020 to-do list it was a top priority (laughs) on my 2020 to-do list and definitely did you all dress up when you went to the halloween parties no we, we don't usually dress we up. don't normally don't yeah <laughs> okay. we, not... we wear like halloween themed t-shirts usually yeah oh that's fun that's that's the extent of it now i'm feeling like we we need to up our game a little carrie okay. I, think, <laughs> I think we might need to <laughs> we, we'll need to figure out some good costumes for when we finally get to go there we go i gotta go big because couldn't do it last year <laughs> exactly exactly is there is there a favorite attraction you had at Disneyland something that you were happy that you got to ride as often as as possible oh yeah so my favorite ride in all of the parks is the carousel so the King Arthur's carousel it's my absolute favorite ride and before becoming a cast member I was a pass holder at the parks I would go often and I would always make it a point to go on that ride um and I remember one time so my favorite we're kind of jumping in different areas that's okay uh, my favorite Disney movie of all times is Mary Poppins it's just a film that completely inspires me and I remember one time as a pass holder I went on the carousel and Mary Poppins was like right there riding Jingles the Horse with Bert and I was like I want to work here one day and so for me, like, I always have, like, that nostalgia whenever I go on that ride of, like, uh, it's, it for me, it represents a fulfilled dream, and it's just really special to me. Oh, That's you're making me cool. all misty-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, too, like, when, the reason why I love Disneyland so much is because it feels like, it feels like home, but, like, it feels like home. I, like, we say Walt Disney World is home. It feels like home. But, like, when you're there and you see everybody around you and it's a different vibe, like, it feels like they're home, right? Like, because they, you know, I, as you growing up nearby and having an annual pass, like, how often did you go as a teenager, right? Like, it was just part of your, it's just what you did. And it was just part of your everyday. And that's, and it feels that way. Like, it feels like people are just dropping in. They're grabbing a churro. They're doing their favorite thing. And they go there all the time. And it and it lacks like it's missing or not missing like at Walt Disney World it's a tourist destination and Disneyland's a tourist destination but it just has that different feel like it so like I think yeah. for you 
like the fact that you grew near grew up nearby and you went there as a child and you had an annual pass and then you said to yourself I want to work here one day and you got to work there one day that's that's pretty cool that's cool absolutely and I love that for Disneyland you know obviously we're smaller but what that and like Walt Disney World or the other parks, but there's a little piece of home for everybody that visits the park. Like everybody has that one attraction or one element of the park that they like have to do every time that they go, if they're regular or if they're visiting for the first time, the one thing that like is just special to them. And I, I absolutely love that. Just being, it, it's that, it definitely is a different vibe because to Carrie's point, like it just, it feels so much more relaxed at Disneyland and less, um, less touristy, I guess. But I, I think it, it does, it has that sense of it. I will admit it. It has a little more sense of Walt, uh, mm-hmm. at Disneyland. It just, you know, be doing the, the walk and Walt's footsteps tour and things like that at the park, you know, doing that versus the one in Walt Disney world, in Walt Disney World, you get to hear about his plans, his grand plans for what he was going to do there. But when you do the one in Disneyland, you're walking where he walked when he said those words. And I think it's it's just, it's that difference between the two parks that makes them both special, I guess. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm a total history buff. Like, I love learning about history. And so for me, learning more about Disney history has just been so fascinating to me. Did you did you get a lot of that working at the parks, getting to sort of explore some of the history? And like, did you get to talk to any of the Imagineers or the engineers or anything that were working in the parks that kind of inspired that spark for you to learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So this wasn't during my time as a cast member, um, but on my Instagram live series, I interviewed an Imagineer who was working on the Beauty and the Beast ride in Tokyo Disneyland and that was just fascinating to hear about like what their thought process is and how they like come up with these dreams and then they build it like it just it blows my mind how they're able to do that. (laughs) Were you nervous interviewing him? A little bit yeah just because you want to you know it's someone that is literally making the magic <laughs> we say making magic but like they're literally constructing it which is incredible to me <laughs> that is awesome that yeah. is so much fun and what would be sort of if you think back to to some of your best memories as a cast member is there anything that kind of stands out about some kind of magic that you made that you're like you know what i'm going to carry this one with me forever yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite memories was when I was a main entrance ticket taker. So it's a, it's a unique dynamic in our role at the main entrance because it's it's fast paced um, because people are constantly coming into the parks. So there's not always an opportunity to have that like moment of connection in the same way that other roles are able to have. Um, but I remember one night, um, I was just starting out as a cast member and we were closing the park and this family was outside of the gates and they were just like hanging out, um, you know, waiting for someone or something. Um, but the, the little boy in the family got kind of bored and he started talking to me at my exit 
and he grabbed a, a stack of park maps and started passing them out to guests that were leaving, <laughs> which was adorable. <laughs> it was one of my favorite memories ever. And like whenever your families would be like, oh, we don't need one. He'd be like, what do you mean you don't need one? It's a park map, like here, like he kept passing them out. So I had someone cover my like exit and I went back to our office and I made them like an honorary like thanks for helping from Mickey Mouse certificate and gave it to them and he couldn't he, like he couldn't read yet so his sister's reading it to him and it was like um you know the special certificate of like honorary cast member and it was just such a fun night with, <laughs> with them hanging around and one of the most special like I get to call this my job moments like <laughs> can you i can i can imagine that at some point in the future you're gonna hear some man talking about working at disney and it was his dream ever since he was a little boy handed out park maps <laughs> <laughs> that would right? be amazing full circle moment <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to listen for that story because it's so true. Like those are the moments that shape people and, and they look back on one day and say, you know, I was just a little kid and I was handing out park maps to everybody that was leaving the park and I got this special <laughs> certificate. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think the most special part of that is like, yes, I was able to make magic with like an honorary, you know, cast member certificate, but also he was making magic for me. Like, those moments are things that I still think about every single day of like, this person had an impact on me in the way that I see things and, you know, made my shift special that day. That's awesome. Now, it's so taking all of that stuff, were you writing books while you were working at Disney or <laughs> or did in they come after high school? <laughs> like, like, when yeah. did the books come in? <laughs> I tell my friends that it's been a really weird last few years in terms of like just everything that's happened. But um, yeah, so my first book was published when I was 18. Um, I'm 23 now. Um, and I kind of wrote them as like side projects of like each night I would write just a little bit and then turn it into something. I wrote quite a bit when I was on my gap year from university. At the time I was helping rebuild homes that were affected by Hurricane Harvey and writing kind of became my outlet for processing what was happening so one of my books is actually like a poetry collection but it's themed around the stages of rebuilding a house so like muck and gut sanitation rebuilding like those are like the different sections of the book and that heavily inspired my writing carrie i don't know about you <laughs> but i'm thinking my current project is the puzzle on my coffee table that i can't get through hey, and she's talking itself. <laughs> And she's talking about a side project while building homes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, my puzzle that's been sitting there for three weeks. Wow. Like, inspiring. <laughs> Her side project is actually do like writing books. This is crazy. And <laughs> I, I'm in awe of how much you've, you've accomplished in 23 years. I think it's, it's, it's unbelievably fascinating to me that you are so driven and so positive. Like, have you been this positive your whole life? Like, did you, did you just grow up with this positive outlook or did something happen? And, and, and it just sort of, it just sort of made you positive. I, I like, I'm always fascinated with how people stay this positive and this accomplished. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I grew up in a home of really resilient people. So like my parents really set the tone for me in, in staying positive in challenging circumstances. So growing up, um, both my mom and my sister at two different points in life had cancer. And so um, that was a really hard thing to grow up with as a kid because you're processing, you know, what's going to happen to the people I care about while also trying to be a kid and navigate, you know, it's not something that's always easy to talk about with your friends, like Mm -hmm. when they're living a vastly different reality from what you're going through. Um, And so for me, I think that I grew up in a home that inspired positivity and brightness as a means to staying warm in a world that like wants you to be cold. Um, and and throughout that, it's become an intentional choice to stay positive and to see good and to believe in magic, you know? And so to answer your question in short form, yes, but also it's been a, a constant intentional choice. <laughs> How, I feel, I feel like we could be going to a therapy session with you. Like I think, I, I, you're just, you blow my mind with how, um, how self-aware you are and how intentional and intelligent and positive you are. It's, it's, it's a real skill to think that way and, and to conduct yourself that way every day. And I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm in awe. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And that's so kind of you to say. (laughs) Now, are all your friends positive like this? You know, they talk about, like, what are the things you do to help you? I know you say it's an intentional choice. So you must be making intentional choices every day, every week that say, this is what's going to bring more light to my life. Like, how are you what choices are you making that make it easier for you to stay positive, especially right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, surrounding myself with also positive people have been has been really instrumental to staying uh, optimistic in these times. So I feel really lucky that a lot of my friends are also, you know, they share the same heart of wanting to stay positive and optimistic. Um, another important part for me in choosing to be positive has been being allowing myself to feel things deeply and still make that choice to be positive. So I never want to shut down what I'm feeling, but instead express that fully, like allow myself to cry, to grieve, to be sad. Like when I lost my job from Disney, I was really sad. Like I felt like I didn't know what to do with my life next because I saw myself at this company for a long time. Um, So allowing myself to grieve and process it with other people while also understanding that like where I'm at emotionally is not who I am and and just reminding myself of like who I actually am versus what I'm going through has been really important and healing for me. (laughs) Wow. Now, so you were part of the, uh, the cast members that were laid off last year. So this, when you left Disney, it was, it was during that whole, the 28,000 cast members, um, that unfortunately were laid off during the, during the pandemic, obviously with the parks being closed. I'd like, I never thought there'd be a world where, where Disney would, would close. And it's funny when I think back to last year, 
I remember being um, at my unmagical job in the office and people were talking about this pandemic and this thing that was coming. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then somebody came to me and said, Disney's closing. And I was like, what? Now it's real. That, Like, honest to goodness, that was the point that made the pandemic real for me. And everybody at work that was talking about it, they were like, did you hear like the, and I'm like, no, 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 but you don't understand Disney's closing. Like, listen to what I'm saying. This is, this is big news. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe how long it's been closed for. It's, I never thought we would get to this, to this point. Um, And yet there are still so many people from within the gates of Disneyland who have gone on to do things and contribute and be positive and offer light and magic outside of those gates it's almost like being working at disney prepared them to do other magical things after and instead of while it's closed like yourself yeah absolutely i think nobody saw the parks closing for as long as it's been closed as even a possibility like it's honestly shocked me that we're still closed you know i never thought that going to Disney, especially growing up at the parks, that one day there'd be a time where I couldn't experience Disney, if that makes sense. Yo, totally, totally. Like, we're we're just, I never thought, because, it, I mean, it was open 365 days, so the, the thought of it being closed, other than overnight while they clean, it seems, it seems so bizarre. And yet so many cast members have gone on to do other things and to bring joy and magic other ways. Um, I know that there were uh, some cast members that put together sort of some food banks and, and things for other cast members, which I'm sure was a huge help to many. Um, but you so you said on your Instagram lives, though, you're interviewing and talking with your friends who were cast members with you as well. Are, and they've gone on to do other positive things as well after leaving. Yeah, absolutely. My friends inspire me so much. Like, I am constantly blown away by what they're doing. We've had, you know, people on the show that have published books during quarantine, have started families during quarantine. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, having a child <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic, like, um, or, like, starting their own business, things like that. Like, that inspire me so much and bring out a, a it's just a way of um, connecting people in a time of social isolation, I think, has been the most important part of the show for me. Yeah, that's such a great thing to be doing these Instagram lives and bringing, bringing more stuff. Now, will you ever look to go back to work at Disney? Would you ever, like, what do you see? I feel like I'm doing like a, a job interview here, but <laughs> five years from now, like, where do you see yourself going? Yeah, absolutely. That is a really great question. and something that I'm actually navigating at the moment of like, I, I think at any moment, all of us would want to go back to the parks tomorrow. You know, it, it's something that is a part of us. Like um, during this time, I've actually found a lot of strength with like relating back to Disney movies, which might sound silly, but I find a lot of strength in their stories. And what one of my favorites is Moana and she in her song she says and the call isn't out there at all it's inside me and for me like I've I've clung on to that lyric during quarantine because uh I I believe that while Disney gave me an opportunity to express magic and to make magic for a lot of people uh it was always inside of me 
so like a job didn't give that to me so a job can't take that away and so i think for now my focus is figuring out how i can bring out the magic where i'm at now um in new york um i currently work at a law firm so uh, it's it's more corporate than you know a theme park, <laughs> but figuring out how I can bring out magic where I'm at now and trying not to stress too much about what I don't know yet. Uh, in terms of how I would come back to Disney, that's <laughs> that's such a good outlook. Now, do you bring a little Disney to your job in the in the law firm? Yeah, I think so. Even just in normal everyday life, um, I feel like I start off conversations with like, oh, I don't know, I'll see like a little kid and be like, did Cinderella put pixie dust on or did Tinkerbell put pixie dust on your shoes? And then I have to remember like, I'm not at a theme park. (laughs) So I have to, (laughs) sometimes I'll like start conversations and be like, people aren't used to that. That's funny. In New York City, going up to a little gal, and she probably looks at you like, what are you talking about? Exactly. I told my friend that, like, adjusting to a corporate job feels like that scene in Enchanted where Giselle, like, comes out of the, the, like, sinkhole and she's in New York City. Like, that's what my life feels like at the moment. That's awesome. That is so, that's what I was, that's what I was wondering. That would be that that's yeah. the visual. That would be accurate <laughs> exactly literally in new york city too so i think it's like even more perfect <laughs> that's the complete visual <laughs> love it yeah absolutely <laughs> carrie i feel like i've been commandeering the conversation here i swear i could talk to julia for days yes it's I, interesting yeah is there <laughs> i feel like you've you've just you've offered us so much positivity and then it feels it feels kind of crazy that I'm gonna ask you what brings you pixie dust because it's just I feel like you must be pixie dust to some other people like right like I feel like you would bring that kind of energy to so many other people my goodness thank you I think that's the goal and the dream is to you know bring like be the the highlight of someone's day or be a reason that people are able to smile there's this quote that I really like and it it says I cannot do all the good that the world needs but the world needs all the good that I can do and I think that just inspires me daily to hopefully be a light in somebody's life as I you know go out the hole and explore New York City (laughs) (laughs) well we are really excited to follow your journey and how how this all sort of unfolds for you because I think there is some amazing bright things ahead for you and I just you're you're so inspiring and so positive that you know I think you've just made two fans here for sure exactly that's what I was gonna say we're glad we're so happy to to have been able to meet you and looking forward to what what lies ahead for you awesome thank you and i'm so glad i got to be on this podcast you all are like the highlight of my week i love listening to your episodes it feels like i have like a little hug from disney every time i'm listening so thank you for what you all are doing too oh thank you well we do we try to just have some fun and and bring our little corner of positivity um julia julia's pixie dust we gotta make sure she gives us her pixie dust i know right because i was just thinking about that like every week we talk about what brings us pixie dust and i feel like you know we get all excited and then we're we'll be like oh snap we forgot to ask julia pixie dust (laughs) 
It's amazing. Carrie's asking it. Okay, so Julia, what brought you some pixie dust this week? Absolutely. So in New York currently, it is snowing, and I am a Southern California gal. I have never experienced a blizzard before. So my pixie dust this week is waking up to a snowy New York City. I literally brought my tripod out and took a bunch of pictures to send back to my family back home because they've never seen the snow either. And that was probably the most magical thing I've ever experienced is seeing snow. That is awesome. (laughs) Isn't that fantastic? Okay, so we have a little bit of snow here. And I got to tell you, it's not magical to me because I've grown up in it. And I just... See the perspective. So there's a blizzard in New York, and this is like the most magical thing that you could think of. It's just, it's fantastic. Very cool. Yeah, it was so fun. I literally, like, I woke up, I, like, raced outside to see our window in our kitchen. Like, I raced outside my door, went to the window in our kitchen, and just saw the snow, and I was like, I'm in New York City. Like, that was when it became real. Like, I get to live here now. That's... (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Julia, you have been a delight to chat with and we're absolutely going to be following your journey Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping you'll come back and talk to us again. Let's remind everyone where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the show. It was so fun to get to talk to you both. Um, The best way to follow is on my Instagram. So it's at msjuliadarling. Um, And that's where I post updates about my projects, anything that's going on in New York. um, All that good stuff is on my Instagram. (laughs) Awesome. And Darling, I'm assuming, is from Peter Pan? Yeah, so (laughs) my real last name is Shimmer, So, but it's spelled kind of funny. So growing up, people (laughs) never really knew how to spell my last name like it was always mispronounced at like a word show like at like you know those elementary school word shows and stuff so growing up my dad always called me darling from peter pan so i just started going by julia darling that's That's fantastic what a great name thank you (laughs) well thank you again julia for joining us and we will absolutely have you back again on the podcast Thank you so much. It was so fun to be on your show and I look forward to listening to future episodes. Carrie, wasn't that like Julia is unbelievably full of sunshine. (laughs) Pixie dust overload. Yeah, it's uh, that was a fun one. I really do want to I think we do need to have her have her come back again like I think this is something in you know in in a little while we'll have to check in on her see where she is if she's still loving the snow Uh, (laughs) I have a feeling she will yeah I think so too I think she's one of those people she's gonna even love snow (laughs) and I'll probably never watch Enchanted without imagining her being Giselle (laughs) singing singing in Central Park and that is such a good movie. I love Enchanted. So the fact that she, and even her quotes. So just for, you know, she, we had her on video so we could see her while we were talking to her. She didn't have anything written down. She didn't pull out a piece of paper. Those quotes and everything she rhymed off were off the top of her head. Like, impressive. I feel a little weird now. Like, so she's accomplished author, all this stuff. 
And then Carrie, we're going to talk about what our pixie dust is this week. Now, it's it's a little different than my laptop stand that I had one week. <laughs> oh, yes. So, but I'm going to I'm going to let you go first cuz, you know, you, you got it. That's what you do. Cuz that's what I do. I always I always ask you to go first and share in your pixie dust of the week, Carrie. What have, what have you got? Well, my pixie dust of the week is a YouTube channel i came across recently you and your youtube channels like how do you find time to watch all these youtubers i don't have cable i watch (laughs) i don't i watch youtube i've been watching youtube for like ever oh my goodness do so how did you find a new one how did you find a new one though i I, at the end of your pixie dust i need you to explain to me how you find the new ones okay so the youtube channel is called karen puzzles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't was tell so... me this is a this is a channel <laughs> where you watch someone puzzle pretty much <laughs> so this delightful young gal young lady she is a professional puzzler i guess i don't know i actually i shouldn't i don't know if she competes as a professional puzzler puzzler but because there's competitions for puzzling <laughs> that's oh a totally other story that i'm investigating <laughs> so she has a puzzle channel so she loves puzzles she collects puzzles she's been puzzling since she was like a young gal she's always loved them so she gets uh the hardest puzzles she gets puzzle she loves she gets puzzle she reviews puzzles she shows off her puzzle collection and she does puzzles on her youtube channel like her it's not like she has the you know we watch her for like hours while she does puzzles but she just loves them and she shares she shares the love and she kind of shares what's happening in like puzzle news shall we say (laughs) (laughs) with the puzzle in the puzzling community (laughs) exactly and it's amazing and as a lover of puzzles uh when i saw that I found her site or found her. I heard about her YouTube channel. I was so excited, but then I was kind of bummed. I was like, how come I didn't know about this before? Like, why did I never think to like Google like puzzles in YouTube? <laughs> and now so you've I gone down her. this puzzle rat hole? Well, no, I just, she's kind of in my, she's in my uh, YouTube subscription. So I yeah. watch, you know, I, I don't like I watch her. I check to see what she's done. I went back to watch some of her old ones because she might do like some pretty crazy puzzles um, that I'm like, oh, that's that's nutty. Like, does she talk while she's puzzling? Uh, yeah, yeah. She talks and she and she explain like she reviews the puzzle box and the puzzle pieces and she does the puzzle and she'll speed it up and and she'll talk about what she liked about it or whatever. So she does all kinds of different puzzles. She does the puzzles that are like all gradient and she talks about like she'll do Recently, she just got like her her the biggest the one of the world's biggest puzzles. Like she's got one of those, so she's gonna probably spend the next number of months um, doing it. But I think she posts regularly, and she just talks about being a puzzle <laughs> lover, and she's speaking to the puzzle puzzling community, as you had said. Excellent. So, I had found her because I wa- I also follow uh, on YouTube these the Try Guys. So the Try Guys are four guys that try all kinds of things. That's why I guess they're called the Try Guys. Uh, <laughs> so their name is the Try just, Guys. Okay. They do all kinds of they do all kinds of different wonky things like like from one extreme to the next. And they had uh, her on where uh, the four Try Guys uh, went ag- did a puzzling competition with her so they had a 500 piece puzzle or i don't know maybe it was a thousand piece anyways they had a puzzle and and she did the puzzle at one table and then the four of them did the puzzle at the other table and of course she beat them so So four of them were doing the puzzle and she beat them alone yeah yeah oh wow 
So she's um, that good because at puzzling. She's a, because she's a professional puzzler. She's a pro puzzler. I'm gonna. She's a pro puzzler. <laughs> okay. So when I saw that video, I was like, "Wait a minute! She's got a YouTube channel." And then I subscribed. So she's part of my YouTube mix now. So that's how uh, you and found it's, her. And it's and it's a delight. And I'm going to. And I really wanted to make it my pixie dust because hey, it did bring me pixie dust. But it, I also want the. I think there's got to be some puzzlers that are listening that might watch YouTube uh, oh, as well. Absolutely, because and, the puzzling community is huge. You gotta wonder, like, what? Listen, okay, what, how do you get you your? You just started you the your... puzzle. <laughs> Give it a little while, and then I'll be putting your membership card in the mail, Missy. <laughs> you gotta wonder how. What is the what is the minimum for for you to reach the pro status? So, like, do you have to do a thousand piece puzzle in a certain amount of minutes to be considered a pro? Like, it, are there tiers? We should investigate. It's that. funny you ask that because oh I have done gosh. a little bit of investigation. Oh because my gosh! Of course you have. <laughs> I've always joked that because uh, I always would puzzle at work. Like, I we have a we have whenever we have like a break room or any type of area where we can have a puzzle, I put puzzles out. And so over the last number of years, probably six or seven years, I've always had a puzzle going somewhere in the office, and it's sort of like people on their lunch break they whatever just to get away and to take your mind off of work and um we used to joke with some of the girls that used to puzzle regularly that we should see if there's competitive puzzling because we were a pretty good we were a team of four (laughs) so we thought we should check into it and so recently because glenda's been doing lots of puzzles and i've been i still have been doing puzzles not as many Mm -hmm. as her we were discussing whether we should investigate some competitive puzzling and i did find that there is competitive puzzling uh, competitions around the world and, and so glenn and i have this new like but, idea that we're going to travel the world and we're going to maybe compete in puzzling competitions but do you so have then... to be like pre- amateurs is it like the olympics where you couldn't you can't you can't have it's, gone it's, pro yet to compete? surprisingly it's hard to really find out all the minute details of this <laughs> there's not too many youtube youtube videos on this but i did find um the competition results from one of the last um competitions and i think uh, it it was a 500 piece puzzle, oh my and goodness. the the top team that was a couple like, because they have singles and they have couples and then they have teams. So of course I had to look at the couple stats because it's going to be me and Glenda, and uh, the the winner <laughs> did a did a did the puzzle in 27 minutes. Oh my the gosh! Winning, so and then I looked up the Canadian team. They did it in one hour seven minutes. So I'm like Glenda, we could probably get there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so since you asked. So yeah, that is my that's reply. Your, oh my gosh! <laughs> All I wanted to tell you was about my YouTube thing, but you have to tease me about my. my I did. Pro I did. I noticed that I was not included. There's not going to be a trio no. on this puzzling adventure. You got a lot more puzzles to do, Toots, before you're part of this group. Before this your membership card is getting sent out. <laughs> I'll try not to get too upset that I'm not welcome into the club. <laughs> I don't oh. even want to ask you what your pixie dust oh is for this gosh. week. Oh my gosh. Oh, my pixie dust this week is pretty good. Okay. What's your pixie dust for this week? Well, my pixie dust for this week is a show that I've been watching on Disney Plus, which might be shocking because it's not normally something that I would watch, but I'm kind of loving it. And I think it's an old one. Like, it's not new. And it's called Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. Have you ever heard of this? Is this where he goes all over the world? 
Yeah. So he goes all over the world and he's trying like new dishes and recipes and different things like that. But he does stuff like he has to go and get the ingredients himself. Mm -hmm. So like he's eel fishing and like do it like climbing mountains. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I've watched a few. It's really interesting. Like, I don't, obviously, I'm not a cooking person, and I'm not a hiking person, and I'm really not a nature person, but yet, for some reason, I find this show absolutely fascinating. So, now, I've only watched a few episodes, but it's the fun. One, like, I've watched one or two, and I think, are they all the same where, so, he, they they find all of the ingredients, but then he cooks with them, and then a local chef... yes. Yeah, so it's, it's them, almost and like the, a cook-off. And then the community sort of dis- determines whether his interpretation of it is it's better or the or yeah. the original way that the the food was meant to be. Cooked. Yeah, like the, it was, it was. It's incredible to watch him next to a local chef, and then how they both interpret it, but how they don't necessarily have the same tools. Like it's weird for him; he can't preheat the oven. Like he's digging a ditch and setting it on fire. Like it, it's so it's so bizarre to watch somebody who has all of these tools at his disposal normally, then have to go and like mash vegetables with a rock, mm-hmm. and see if he can do it as well as the local chefs do. It's 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 pretty interesting. It's 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 fun. So yeah, that's, so that's my what you were up to this week. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun. I highly recommend it to anybody. It's looking for something different to to watch. If you've already watched The Penguins um, on Disney Plus, then yeah, that's my pixie dust. Cool. Yeah, and then of course you know we're spending lots of time uh, online, and want to remind everyone to come and find us on Instagram at Pixie Dust Fan and at Muppet Crazy. So follow us over there, and of course on Facebook and everywhere else. Um, Important too, if you guys want to help support us, tell everyone about the podcast. Share it with your friends and family. Anyone that you think might like it, might could use a get. Maybe they could share it with the puzzling community. <laughs> <laughs> the seven hundred thousand people in the puzzling community will all be listening to the podcast to hear about Carrie's journey to becoming a professional puzzler. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why I even say anything. Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie, again for being such a fabulous co-host. You're welcome. <laughs> and until next week. Stay puzzling. Oh, stay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. 